Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. This is a show we do three times a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and we talk about international football around the world. A lot going on since we last talked to you on Friday. So many things uh, happened, so many surprises. We're going to dive right into it. Just a lot going on, so let's get into it right now. First of all, we're going to start off with the Mexican playoffs. Uh, the semifinals, we left you on uh, Friday with Monterey having a 2-1 advantage over Necaxa in game one of their two-game series. Well, the series shifted to Aguas Calientes. Necaxa could not get a goal at home. Monterey was able to uh, get one there. So Monterey won that series three goals to one. Then they were waiting on the winner of the Morelia America series. Now, kind of a shocker on Thursday as Morelia at home uh, beat America 2-0, but there's a little bit of a like an asterisk to that. America player got a red card uh, halfway through the first half, so America played the rest of the game with 10 men. Morelia was able to take advantage of that situation, and the Monarcas uh, came away with a 2-0 win there. Then on Sunday, <laughs> they went back to Aztec Stadium. Now, anybody can tell you, when you go to Aztec Stadium to play and you're the visitor, you better bring your A-game and you better bring your oxygen mask because you're going to need both of them. Well, America was not worried. They got uh, Morelia inside Aztec Stadium, and they were able to take care of Morelia 2-0. So because America had the better record and they ended up at 2-2, America advances. It'll be America, Rayados in the final of the Mexican Soccer League. Of course, this is what many people have been waiting for because this is Monterrey against uh, Mexico City. So it will be very uh, interesting to watch this series. These are two storied franchises, and they're going to pack the stadiums wherever they play uh, for these games. So uh, December 11th is the first game. December 14th will be the second game. Uh, December 11th, it'll be uh, at Monterey, at Rayados. Then on December 14th, a Sunday, uh, the uh, return game will be at Aztec Stadium in Mexico City. And trust me, that place will be rocking. I'd like to give some credit, though, to the coach of Morelia, Pablo Huede, the Argentinian. He has done a great job with Morelia, came in, uh, took this team, took them right up to the uh, top eight of the uh, Mexican League and got them into the playoffs. He did a very, very good job there. And I'd also like to credit their uh, goaltender, Sebastian Sosa, the Uruguayan, did a real good job for Morelia during the year. Uh, the two goals that America got at Aztec against him were not his fault. He couldn't do anything with them. So applaud uh, it's there for a uh, job well done for this uh, particular part of the Mexican season uh, for those two gentlemen with Morelia. So it'll be Rayados and America in the final December 11th and December 14th. You might want to circle your calendars on those. Um, that uh, Those two games will be shown on TUDN uh, during the uh, evening. So uh, look forward to that. Some good soccer coming up there. Moving on now, Friday in La Liga over in Spain. It was Villarreal and Atletico Madrid tying at zero at Villarreal. In Serie A, it was Inter and Roma in a great matchup, uh, tying at Inter 0-0. Bundesliga saw Eintracht Frankfurt and Hertha Berlin playing to a 2-2 draw. First point for Jurgen Klinsmann as leader of or manager of Hertha Berlin. Uh, it, was a, <laughs> it was a one-sided game, to say the least, at Frankfurt. Uh, Hertha Berlin was uh, battling with all they could. Just to give you a few statistics from the game to show you how one-sided it was, Frankfurt led the game at the end 16-1 to in corners. 
Now, when you have 16 corner kicks in one match, you're going to score at least four goals. I'm sorry. Uh, that's, that's just too many corners. And to only have two goals was mm, a little bit uh, scratch-of-the-head type uh, statistic. 16-1 to 1 in corners. Frankfurt outkicks Hertha Berlin. 25-9 to 9 total shots. Frankfurt uh, in the game. 6-3 to 3 shots on goal. Frankfurt. So Frankfurt dominated the game, to say the least. But Hertha Berlin was able to hang in there and scratch a point out on the road. 2-2. Hertha Berlin still down there toward the bottom of the Bundesliga. We'll look at the league standings in a few minutes. In Ligue 1 in France, it was Lille shutting out Brest 1-0 at Lille. And then Lyon went into Nîmes. Didn't have a problem there as Nîmes is on the bottom of the table right now. Lyon 4, Nîmes 0. Other news coming around from the leagues around Europe. Uh, we're still waiting to see what's going to happen with uh, this 19-year-old uh, Swedish guy, Dejan Kovaleski. He's playing over at Parma right now, but under contract with Atalanta. There's a uh, lot of rumors swirling that he's going to be moving somewhere during the January transfer window, and it's going to be interesting to see how many uh, millions of euros he's going to fetch on a transfer. Let's look at the Saturday action now from around the leagues. Uh, first of all, in the EPL, Everton pulled a shocker at Chelsea. Well, no, actually, Everton was at home. Chelsea came in there. Everton, of course, toward the bottom. We had told you the other day about the Everton coach, uh, Mario, or Marco Silva. Uh, Marco Silva was being rumored to have been uh, almost out the door at Everton. However, his players came up and pulled a real magnificent uh Upset, you could say, indeed. Uh, Chelsea came in there with a high-powered offense sitting up in the table around number four. Everton wins at home 3-1 to one over Chelsea. It was Liverpool going to Burnmouth and shutting them out 3-0. Liverpool was just playing great football and looks like they can't be stopped. It was Burnley on the road. They went to Tottenham and Jorge uh, Mourinho's team didn't show any mercy. Tottenham at home beating Burnley 5-0. It was the Watford Hornets under their caretaker manager. They were at home, and they uh, entertained Crystal Palace, who's up in the table as well. They're up in the top 10. Watford was able to hold them to a 0-0 draw. And Man U, Man City played on Saturday. What a game it was. Just a lot of back and forth, great action. Man U was able to come away 2-1 over Man City. Now, this uh, manager for Man U, uh, Jorgen Bergen, who is from Norway, is doing a great job. He beat Tottenham earlier with Georgie Mourinho. Now he's beaten Man City on the road. Um, gosh, man, man, you people might be looking at this guy really seriously to see if maybe they might want to give him a couple of years on a contract because he is doing a great job right now. He's, he's working with some uh, very good personnel, and he has got them playing excellent, smart football. Once again, Man U 2-1 over Man City in the Manchester Derby. On Sunday in the EPL, it was Leicester City over Aston Villa, 4-1 at Villa. It was the Magpies, Newcastle at home, defeating Southampton, 2-1. Norwich at home, fell to Sheffield United, 2-1. And Brighton Hove at home was able to hold a 2-2 tie with Wolverhampton. As I said, we'll check the league standings in a few minutes. We'll go through the scores first. In La Liga, down in Spain on Saturday, it was Real Madrid at home shutting out Espanyol 2-0. It was Granada shutting out Deportiva Alaves 3-0. It 
It was Valencia on the road going into Levante and winning 4-2, and Barcelona at home didn't have a problem with Mallorca winning 5-2 in that match. On Sunday, it was Ibar being shut out at home by Hatafi from Madrid 1-0. Real Betis got by Atletico Bilbao at home 3-2. Real Valladolid did against Real Sociedad. Uh, no score there. Leganes uh, 3, Celta de Vigo 2, and Osasuna 1, Sevilla 1. In Serie A on Saturday, Atalanta 3, Verona 2, Udinese 1, Napoli 1, and Lazio was at home. They beat Juventus. Yes, they beat Juventus at Rome 3-1. to one. What a game that was. On Sunday in La Ligue, in uh, Serie A, it was Lecce getting by Genoa, or rather tying Genoa at home 2-2. Sassuolo tied Cagliari 2-2. SPAL could not get any of the offense generated. Brescia came in uh, from the outside, took a 1-0 win. It was Fiorentina traveling to Torino and losing 2-1. It was Parma going to Sampdoria. Sampdoria couldn't do any offense going at home. Parma coming away with a 1-0 win. And AC Milan going to Bologna. AC Milan coming away with a 3-2 win. In Ligue 1 from France, it was PSG over Montpellier on Saturday, 3-1 at Montpellier. It was Nice handling Metz at home, 4-1. Rennes handled Angers, 2-1. Strasbourg got by Toulouse, 4-2. And Monaco, still looking really good coming up the table, at home, took care of Amiens by the score of 3-0. On Sunday, Rennes, uh, got by St. Etienne 3-1 at home. It was Nantes at home, shutting out Dijon 1-0. And Bordeaux on the road, couldn't get anything going. Marseille very good at home. Marseille winning that match 3-1. Bundesliga match on Saturday, Borussia Dortmund. Took, uh, took no mercy on Fortuna Dusseldorf. 5-0 the final score at Dortmund. Leipzig getting by Hoffenheim 3-1 at home. Much and Gladbach against Bayern Munich. What a game this was. Lots of stuff back and forth. Uh, Persich scored a goal for um, for uh, Bayern Munich, but it wasn't enough. Mucin Gladbach winning 2-1 over Bayern at Mucin Gladbach. Freiburg shut out Wolfsburg at Freiburg 1-0. It was Augsburg 2, Mainz 1, and Bayern Leverkusen got by Schalke 2-1. On Sunday, Union Berlin showed how they're just so good at home. Cone came in, put on a lot of pressure, but Union Berlin ran a full field press. Union Berlin coming away with a 2-0 win. Werner Bremen uh, at home got shut out by Paderborn. Lowly Paderborn came into Werner Bremen, escaped with a 1-0 win. Paderborn looking very good in that match. Just uh, talking about Union Berlin for a minute, my goodness, they've had such a great season. They're in the top 10 of the table in the Bundesliga, and uh, they're being coached by that former uh, Swiss player who was so good back in the day when he played Urs Fischer. He's doing so well there, and he's got the players uh, just playing real smart football. Sebastian Anderson from Sweden is their big uh, scorer. He's got, got 10 goals so far. He's six foot three. And I'll tell you what, when this guy moves through the middle and the ball's coming in, look out, because he is like a missile in, in action. He will uh, generally hit the goal, and he is really, really good. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to Union Berlin so far on a great season. Hopefully, Jürgen Klensman can do a great job with Hertha Berlin get them back up in the table, and make that Berlin competitiveness just a little more special. I want to talk about Mochen Gladbach for a minute. You know, Mochen Gladbach continues to lead the Bundesliga. Uh, they're being uh, 
coached by uh, Marco Rose. Marco is so smart. I remember when he played, he was just amazing in the midfield area. He could do, he knew how to move the ball very well. Dieter Heckering was who Dieter Hecking, I should say, was the gentleman he he um, replaced when he started the season. He's got Mooch and Gladblack playing some great football. They're fun to watch. Their uh, keeper is the Swiss national goaltender Jan Sommer, and he is just amazing in goal. He's got some great moves and has really um, been able to um, keep that uh, Mooch and Gladbach team uh, doing very well, especially in the defensive end. Marcus Thurman is their big player. Now, you may remember his father, Rudy Thurman. Rudy was a uh, defensor, defenseman for the uh, French national team. He's from Guadeloupe. Uh, Rudy was a great guy to watch play. He was uh, a solid backline player. And Marcus is now up front uh, scoring goals. And he's got this uh, Mooch and Gladback team really running. And uh, they're serving the ball to him. And he's also serving the ball to other players as well in a very smart way. So Mooch and Gladback looking really good. In their season so far, they're they're really shocking the Bundesliga. So I told you we would look at the standings. Let's go over these uh, for a few minutes and see exactly what we've got because there's some real uh, real surprises here. Now in the EPL, no surprise at all. Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp just having a great year, 46 points right now. Uh, you just they they can't do anything wrong, and you just can't. Uh, ignore the fact that Liverpool is a real football power in Europe right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Leicester City is the uh, second place team in the EPL. They're at 38 points, eight points out. But Leicester City is not a team to uh, shake your uh, shake your head at because the Foxes are are just a good team. They've got uh, uh, they've got some great players up front that are scoring goals. Man City is right behind them at third at 32 points. Chelsea, then the 29, then Man United comes in at 24. So basically, Man United is five points behind Chelsea to get in that fourth position, which is very, very um, important because that's Champions League uh, line. Uh, then tied with Man United is Wolves. Wolverhampton having a very good year. Tottenham with Georgie Mourinho at the helm, now right behind Wolves. And I look for Tottenham to climb up the table a little bit farther. Sheffield United at 22, Crystal Palace at 22, and the Magpies Newcastle is at number 10 at 22 points as well. Newcastle uh, doing very well to begin uh, the second half of the season. Now, the bottom three of the EPL, unfortunately, has got some teams that are some rather storied franchises. Southampton's been around for years, and unfortunately, they're at 15 points right now, and they're two from the bottom, but they're in that relegation zone. So they need to kind of get things together and maybe get up out of that relegation zone as fast as possible. Norwich City right behind them at 11. And then the uh, Hornets of Watford at nine points. Of course, Watford's having coach problems. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to get out of the uh, relegation zone before the end of the season. So they may be going back down to the Champions League or Champions uh, Division uh, at the end of the season. Looking at the Scottish Professional League now, boy, the Scottish Premier League is just having a great uh, time of it because the two teams at the top are just battling nip and tuck, and it's kind of fun to watch them. Uh, Celtic and Rangers are right at the top. Celtic now leading 40 points. Rangers right behind them at 38. Then Motherwell at 31, trying to keep pace with these two teams. Aberdeen is then right behind Motherwell at 29. Aberdeen is a great team. There's uh, somebody to watch because they are, they are dangerous. Kilmarnock is now six points behind Aberdeen at 23, then Hibernian at 22, and Livingston at 18. 
But the Celtic Ranger duel continues. It's fun to watch. These two teams are just loaded with talent. And whenever they play, it's fun to watch them play. Now, they did have a game on Sunday uh, at the uh, Rangers. This was the Scottish League Cup, it was called. And in that game, Celtic went into Rangers and won one to nothing. Of course, anytime these two teams play, it doesn't matter what the competition is. This is a game to watch. So Celtic went in today in the Scottish League Cup and beat Rangers 1-0 at the Ibrox. Okay, at the bottom of the Scottish uh, Premier League is Hamilton and St. Johnstone. St. Johnstone, it's really sad to watch this team, unfortunately, linger at the bottom of the Scottish uh, Premier League. This is a team that was founded in 1885. They have been around forever. Uh, they're a very storied franchise. They've had some good times. They have a nickname of being the Yo-Yo Club because they're one year up, one year down, two years up, two years down. It, 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 they're very uh, inconsistent. But uh, they play out of Perth, a nice city there in uh, southern Scotland. And uh, as I said, they were founded in 1885, and hopefully they can get their uh, thing together and maybe climb out of that uh, zone of relegation there at the bottom. Taking a look now at the Bundesliga, and we mentioned, of course, Much and Gladbach. They are just having a fabulous season under Marco Rose. And there, I watched the game the other day with them. They are fun to, to watch. They move the ball well, and Marco Rose has got them uh, playing a full field press. And when they play that full field press, you are really uh, up against it. They had uh, they have teams on the ropes all the time playing that uh, that that type of press that he wants. However, Leipzig is having a great year too, and Leipzig is only one point behind, which is glad back at thirty points. Then you've got Dortmund at twenty six, Schalke at twenty five, Freiburg is also at twenty five, along with Bayer Leverkusen. Then you find down in the sixth spot, Bayern Munich at 24. Now, Bayern Munich is still a good team. they still got uh, Prince Boateng there on defense. they still got Thomas Mueller up front there. Um, they're, just, they're a good team, but they're just a little bit slow. Lewandowski is still there, but they're about a half a, a step slower than most of the teams, but they still have that firepower. So you never count Bayern Leverkusen out, or rather Bayern Munich out. So uh, at this point, they are sitting at 24 points. They're seven points out of the top spot. Uh, look for Bayern Munich, hopefully, to maybe start a run as the uh, second half of the season gets underway. Hoffenheim is behind them at 21, Wolfsburg at 20, then Union Berlin is at 19. Now, down at the bottom of the table of Bundesliga, Fortuna Dusseldorf sits at 12, Paderborn at 8, and FC Cone at 8. Feel sorry for Paderborn. They've just gotten uh, elevated. Now they may be going right back down. Uh, they may have bitten off a little more than they could chew, but again, this is a team that gives a lot of effort, comes out in every game and, and really tries. Uh, they stole a, a win the other day on the road, as I told you. They were able to uh, they were able to win at Werder Bremen by a score of 1-0. So Paderborn sitting at eight points, but hopefully they can maybe uh, make a few more points and get, uh, hopefully maybe get out of that relegation zone before the season ends. Going now over to Spain and La Liga, well, it's Barcelona and Real Madrid, just like Celtic and Ranger in Scotland, it's Barcelona and Real Madrid in Spain. Both sitting at 34 points, but Sevilla is right on their tail. Sevilla at 31 points. This is a great soccer team. This is a team loaded with talent, great coaching, and uh, Sevilla is going to give Barcelona and Real Madrid a run for their money before the season is over. Real Sociedad, four points back at Sevilla at 27 then Hatafi, the other team in Madrid at 27, along with um, Atletico Bilbao, and then Atletico Madrid at 26. 
Valencia at 26, Granada at 24, and Osasuna at 23. Osasuna, kind of a surprise, being in the top 10. But some good talent there at Osasuna. Down at the bottom of the table of La Liga, it's Celta Vigo with 13, Leganes at 9, and Espanyol, the other Barcelona team, at 9. Gosh, it's you know, kind of sad to see Espanyol down there at the bottom of the table. They are the other Barcelona team, as I said. They had a good run there last year. Looks like they've had on some far, hard times this year. Hopefully they can get their act together and get out of that relegation zone. But right now it's not looking real good. Espanyol and Leganes sitting at the bottom of La Liga with nine points. In Serie A, Inter Milan continues to surprise people because of the way they have just been staying with Juventus all year so far. Inter Milan now sitting at the top of Serie A with 38 points. This is a team that's been around for 111 years. That's right, 111 years. And why are they doing such a good job? Well, Samir Hanovic, the Slovenian goaltender, is their goaltender. He's 35 years old. He plays for the national team of Slovenia, and he is really, really good. Uh, Marcelo Biojevic uh, from Croatia, 27 uh, years old, 17 goals so far this year, and he has been putting the ball in the net for them, and he's under contract till 2022. So they don't have to worry too much about him at this point. Latano Martinez from Argentina has got 14 goals for Inter Milan. He's uh, under contract till 2023. And then one of my favorite players of all time, uh, Romelu Lukaku from Belgium. This guy is amazing. I love to watch him play. He just is the epitome of a good center forward. He's solid, he's big, and he knows how to put the ball in the net. He's got 10 goals so far this year. Lukaku is one of my favorite players to watch. And if you ever get a chance, watch him in Milan, watch Lukaku work. Watch him especially off the ball. He's just amazing. Um, he's under contract till 2024. So Inter Milan, is, uh, it got things pretty much uh, locked down right now with their players. I see them having some great some uh, great finish in the season and maybe a good season next year. They're sitting on top of City A at 38 points. Juventus at 36. Lazio, the other uh, Rome team, is at 33. Then Cagliari at 29. Roma right there at 29 as well, just four points behind Lazio. Then Atalanta continues to impress. They're sitting at 28. Napoli then seven points back of Atalanta at 21, along with Parma. And Torino and Milan round out the top 10. They're at 20 points apiece. At the bottom of Serie A, Genoa, Brescia, and SPAL. SPAL is having a tough time of it. Again, here's another team that's gotten elevated to the top league. Maybe they weren't ready for it. Uh, SPAL with nine points, and Brescia with 10, Genoa with 11. Genoa uh, can maybe move up the table. Brescia, of course, uh, has got their problems too. So let's see what happens there down at the bottom of Serie A. But I like uh, Genoa moving up and as well as Brescia moving up too. SPAL, unfortunately, I don't think is going to be able to move up too far. Taking a look now at France in Ligue 1, PSG sitting at 39 points. Marseille five points behind them at 34. Then Lille having a good year at 28 with Rennes coming out of nowhere at 27. Bordeaux at 26. Nantes at 25. Lyon is at 25 as well. saint etienne has got 25. Then Stade Rims, Montpellier, and Monaco all sitting at 24 points. So toward the bottom of the top 10, you've got sort of a log jam. 
uh, be interesting to watch and see how that all plays out. Monaco, of course, sitting there, they have come up in the table from about 15th since the beginning of the season. Monaco has been able to put together some talent, put together some wins. And uh, as, I, as you heard, they, uh, they had a good game uh, at home the other day, winning three to nothing. So uh, Monaco may be on the way up and maybe can make that Monaco-PSG rivalry just a little more intense as the season begins to wind down around April or May. At the bottom of League O, you've got Mets, Toulouse, and Nimes. Mets at 15 points, Toulouse at 12, and Nimes at 12. Uh, gee, uh, Nimes has got some problems there with uh, scoring. Uh, Mets, I don't know about them. They, they may need some help from the outside. And Toulouse kind of caught there in the middle. Toulouse... Uh, having kind of an offseason, so let's see what those te three teams can do to maybe stay out of relegation. Of course, on this uh, next week, we've got some uh, Champions League action coming up. Now, on Monday, uh, there is league action still in the EPL, and it's going to be the Hammers of West Ham hosting Arsenal. Arsenal's got uh, a new uh, manager in, of course, a caretaker for the moment, and Arsenal sitting, gosh, down around the, under the top ten, and they need to get uh, some uh, things going on and need to get a good win. So West Ham hosting Arsenal on Monday. Then on Tuesday in Champions League, uh, some of the couple of the matches that are highlighted be uh, Chelsea hosting Lille from France. And then Inter will host Barcelona at Milan. Boy, that will be a game to watch. That, again, is on Tuesday. Wednesday, the highlight game of that schedule shows Bayern Munich hosting Tottenham Hotspur. Josie Mourinho taking his team into Bayern Munich. Let's see what he can do there. He's no stranger to that area as well. Now, on Thursday, Europa League is going to start back up again. This will be the last round of uh, matches before the uh, uh, group stage ends. Uh, 25 Europa League matches in all will happen on Thursday. When we uh, talk to you on Wednesday, we'll highlight uh, there's about four or five of the matches that involve some uh, major teams like um, Manchester United will be playing a, a team out of Holland. We'll tell you more about that again on Thursday. So that's uh, that's what's been going on in world football over the past couple of days. It's been a busy weekend, and as you saw, uh, we've got some surprises going on in the uh, in the leagues around uh, Europe. Again, the Bundesliga with Mutching Gladbach right there and Leipzig uh, chasing them right on their tail, just separated by a point. Barcelona, Real Madrid tied at 34. You've got Celtic and Ranger. Uh, still battling it out at the top of the Scottish Premier League. Liverpool clear by uh, eight points uh, in the EPL. And we still like uh, what we're seeing from Union Berlin. You know, the atmosphere at that stadium is just so amazing. I was watching the game to, uh, against Cold, and uh, they have people in those stands. These guys are there just to bang on a drum. That's all they do. And they get the fans worked up. They get the fans clapping. It's loud. And the uh, opposition is very uh, intimidated when they go in there. So Union Berlin having a great year. Hopefully, uh, as I said, Jurgen Klinsmann can do some wonders at uh, Hertha Berlin to make that rivalry a little more intense. Very good. That's it for kicks and dribbles on this uh, on this uh, Monday. Uh, glad to have you in here. Uh, Lauren McClay is the technical producer of Kicks and Dribbles. I uh, can't do this show without her. Uh, John Dang does the sound, and DC McClay does contributions of ideas. We thank you for tuning in, and we'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Please don't let your life have too many yellow cards. <laughs>